Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. I've gotten way too many emails that go like this. How are you? Like R is in all caps. Uh, A-R-E, not R, because my friends are not fucking criminals with their English language. Um, And how are you is a thing that we only ask in times of real change or kind of trauma. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how long this administration has been in office and how like we've all lost our sense of like, oh my God, it's only been three weeks. Um, because we, we are really good at, at hum- as humans at saying like that took 30 seconds and that took an hour and that took a day and that took three days. And we lose that completely when we're in a time of trauma. We just like, I don't know, it took somewhere between three seconds and four months. That's what I've got. Um, And I think collectively, even if you're not in the United States, there is this sense that like, oh man, things are shifting in a big way. And we aren't saying, how are you? We're saying, how are you? Uh, And we're reaching out to our friends in ways that we haven't for a while because it's understood that no one's doing 100% okay. And like, what percentage of okay are you? The thing is that if you have a business, you don't get a pass for like, I'm just going to sit out the next couple of months until I feel rooted and grounded in my daily activities. You're going to have to keep going. And when you ask, people ask, how are you? You're going to have to be like, I am still here. (laughs) So I wanted to talk about being brave in business, which means that you wake up, you give an honest assessment of how you are to yourself and to the people around you, and then you do your work which seems almost impossible. And I want to talk about how you get your work done when it seems almost impossible to get your work done. So how to be brave in business. The first and most important thing is that it's working on these small, achievable daily things. So instead of saying, I will double my income this year, which is a fucking great goal, there's also this part that's like, that means I will email those three people back. That means I will talk about my current offerings or products three times on social media or twice on Instagram or five times this week, or I will send an email. The more specific that you are about what it means to double your income this year, the more granular you can be with the how of that goal or whatever goal it is you have, the more likely you are to succeed at it. 
the other thing that the how are you brings into question is how overwhelmed are you by all of this that's happening? So if you can keep it small, achievable, and daily, you're far less likely to be overwhelmed. If your goal for today is to have a green smoothie and not eat the cupcakes in the fridge, that is way the fuck easier than I need to lose 20 pounds in the next three months, right? No, no, no. All I need to do is have a green smoothie and not eat the cupcakes in the fridge, and tomorrow I will worry about tomorrow. Small, achievable, daily. What is it today that's small, that's achievable, and that's only for today that you can do? So maybe there's this giant project, but what part of it can you get into and achieve today? And again, that's our 20 minutes principle, that the 20 minutes is all you fucking need to get it started, and maybe that's all that happens today. If you do 20 minutes of marketing a day, you're beating the vast majority of people in the world at marketing in terms of creative people in business. Can it be small? Can it be achievable? And can it be daily? And your brain is instantly going to scale it and instantly going to be like, oh my God, no, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. Or I haven't been doing these things for the last couple of weeks so now I have to like triple down and exhaust myself. You don't. What if you pick up today, right now, what is the small achievable thing you can do today to get yourself closer to where you want to be six months from now or a year from now? And granular and small, totally fantastic absolutely perfect. The second thing, and these are the things that I call myself out on the most, so that's why I'm sharing them with you, because I tend to be like, I need to write 7,000 words instead of, okay, well, that means this many words today, and this many words tomorrow, and this many words the day after that. It's the smaller I can make it, the easier it is to achieve, the less I can overwhelm myself, and the more likely I am to actually reach that goal. Number two, lead time. The more you can give people, the better. Unfortunately, I launched a workshop um, at the same time that all of this administration and the craziness and like we protest weekly now type behavior was coming into the world. So my thoughts about like, oh, well, early bird pricing will end at this time. Actually, it won't. Um, but I gave lead time in terms of like I gave the perfect amount of lead time for getting to the workshop. And now I have to extend that. And maybe you have something that's coming up in two weeks that, eh, can you push it back a week? Can you push it back two weeks? Can you start talking about March? Can you start talking about April? Can you start talking about May right now, where you would normally wait until two or three weeks beforehand? What you might have to do, because everyone's in this like chaos, how are you place, is start now. Start talking about, this is what's coming in April. This is what's coming in May. This is what's coming in June. And I know it's February. I know. But the more lead time you can give people, the better. The more that you can get your calendar blocked off and let people know this is what's happening. These are the spaces or the the spots or the products they have available. The more likely you are to sell when the time comes. Because if I say, okay, well, I'm having a workshop on Saturday. P.S. It's Monday. That's throwing myself under the bus for there's probably no chance people can come because I've given them five days to make that happen and I should have given them five weeks or five months number three and this ties back into the small achievable and daily having clearly defined goals and a scope of work each month is super duper helpful more is not an answer how many clients do you need to have in this month how many is how many clients are necessary income wise, but also how many clients can you take on from a pure scope of work standpoint? 
if you are depressed, you cannot take on as many clients as if you are not depressed. If you are having surgery, you can't take on as many clients as if you're not having surgery. If you're giving birth, you can't take on as many clients as if you're not giving birth. I am only giving these examples because I have heard these examples used like, no, 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 I'm just having a baby. It's fine. I can You can't. The more that you can allow yourself to be a human, i.e. giving birth means that you take some time off or you take on less work, the more likely you are to succeed overall. And the more specific you can be, the better. So I have three coaching spots open for March. I don't have an infinite number of spots open for March. I also have three open for May for dominatrixing, which you can hit up at kristenkelp.com slash dominatrix. Those are very specific. It's not more. It's not unavailable or just, well, it's whatever. It's whatever happens. It's three and then three. You can sell 20 more seats versus selling more. You can book two wedding clients versus more. The when you take more out of the equation and provide specifics, you often stop being overwhelmed. You would be amazed by the number of times that I sit down with a dominatrixing client and we go through what do your next six months look like. And when we dial it into, uh, I don't know, from that place into, okay, I need three and then two and then one and then I have this big project and then I need three more clients down here. Okay, I actually need 12 clients and some time to do a project. That's much smaller than that feeling of overwhelm or that feeling of, I just need more, which keeps you stuck, which keeps you from having small, achievable daily goals, and which makes the answer to, how are you, incredibly difficult to say, actually, I'm pretty good. Number four, old work plus new eyes equals new clients. Your work is not old and stupid the minute that it's posted, though, of course, the internet would have you feel that way. Likewise, the work that you've made but have not shared in any capacity on the internet does not yet exist to the internet. I'm not saying that because you're stupid or because it's so obvious. I'm saying that because I have talked to clients who are fucking beautiful people and they're like, well, I just have those 22 weddings that I haven't shared yet. Whoa. That's a lot of work that you've done, but you haven't shared. And all that old work, like in this case, wedding photography, is capable of getting you new work. When people see what you've done and they like what they see, they're more likely to hire you. So you can go on this big marketing blitz of like, I need more bookings. Ah, or you can do the obvious work that is you, t- you have a wedding, you put it in a blog post, you promote that blog post appropriately, and then you do it again, and you do it again, and you do it again for all 22 weddings that you have failed to share in any capacity. Just because it happened six months ago or a year ago doesn't make it useless, doesn't make it worthless, doesn't make it irrelevant. And if you have something that's like, this is my favorite wedding from 2012, it just came up in my memories, or it's I, if you're booking a venue if you're booking a wedding here, feel free to take a look at this venue. Any of it is is ripe for being used and reused. This constant like being on the wheel of creation of content is exhausting. And so sometimes you can take yourself out of it simply by looking to work that you've already done to repost it or looking to work that you've never shared to post it for the first time without having to make new work all the time, especially for artists. Number five, stay on it. And by stay on it, I mean marketing. Making is not marketing. When I'm writing poems, I'm not marketing. Thinking about marketing is not marketing. That dread that I had today of, oh God, I have to write that email to to send to all of my people, that's not marketing. That did me absolutely no marketing. Thinking about follow-up, not the same as following up. 
following him. I know it's more fun to make. I know it is so much more fun to do just about anything than it is to do marketing, except for the people that are like, marketing is my favorite favorite, and then they just become marketing coaches. But for the rest of humanity, making is not marketing. And so there's going to have to be this time when you market every day. And again, if you can make it short and daily, it's so much easier than if you're like, marketing is a thing that I do when I run out of money. The end. (laughs) Which I totally get. There's a totally reasonable thing because we're humans and we're like, that's uncomfortable and unpleasant, so I'm going to put it off as long as possible. What if you decided to do marketing today? And if you're like, I don't know how to market Do you have a promotion that you can share? Do you have upcoming spots or upcoming products or services that you can let people know are now available for booking? Do you have old work that includes a link to book so that you can make new work? Are you talking about your work when you're out in public? Are you talking about your work when you are on any social media platform? Are you making work and then sharing it because sharing it is marketing? Stay on, staying on marketing is so, so challenging because it's way more fun to make stuff. I would much rather write a poem than share a poem with you and especially share a poem and then say that I have a book available called All the Selves I Used to Be and you should buy it. But one, two, and then three is the part where I create a life that can sustain itself because book sales equal money, which equal more time to make. And if I'm just making, then I have to, without sharing, without marketing, I have to find money from elsewhere. Instead of just completing the loop, I make it, I share it, I let you know that it's available for purchase, which allows me to make it and share it and let you know that it's available for purchase. And that's how that goes. Finally, and probably the most important way to be brave in business is to stop looking for solutions that don't come from within you. The world of business is full of do this and then this and then this and then this and then this. Take my seven-step program, take my six-point plan, take my 84-point blueprint, take my Facebook ads and copy them, do exactly what I do, all those sorts of things. And the truth is that the odds of you finding someone who resonates with you exactly and precisely in such a way that you can just copy what they do without thinking about it and have it work for you, those odds are slim to none. You're going to have to make promotions on your own and you're going to have to find a way to share your old work and get new eyes on it. You're going to have to find a way to market and to sell that feels good and decent and other people might be able to provide you with training wheels but ultimately the solutions that stick are going to have to come from you. It is easier to write poems and share them For me than it is for me to come up with some sort of like seven point formula that I'm copying and that feels like, oh God, I'm just copying that. Um, that solution didn't come from within me. Now I have to play with, okay, so how do I sell a poem? How do I sell a group of poems? How do I sell a book of poems? What does that look like? And I have to actively play with that. You're going to have to do the same thing when you make photographs that might not turn out or when you start a project that might not work or when you put work in the world that you can't actually control you're naturally going to want to look for solutions that are like one, two, three, simple, easy. And actually in business, odds are that those solutions are going to be somewhat to moderately helpful. And then you're going to have to figure out how to do things on your own. So if it's physical world and it's just like how to make an opt-in, bada-ding, bada-boom, bada-boom, one, two, three, that's great. But if it's like how to feel fulfillment as a human in the world, 
there is no formula. Never, ever, ever, ever. It's just this endless invitation to listen to yourself, to listen to what you like to do, to listen to what you're good at, to listen to what works, to pay attention to what doesn't work, and then to let all of that come together in ways that are unique to you. That is the hardest work that you'll have as a business owner. It's not learning to do taxes and it's not replying to your emails or getting to inbox zero. It's learning this works for me, this doesn't work for me. This works for me, but I have to tweak it. This doesn't work at all. This solution is fantastic and this solution feels like walking through a pile of garbage. When you start listening to your body responding to those solutions that come up for you and with you, and when your body says that this client's a good fit, your body says that client's not a good fit, You're getting closer to being brave in business, and it just keeps getting scarier. Because I would much rather talk about how to create an email opt-in list than I would talk about um, poems that address my depression and my feelings of how, um, how scary it is to be in the world at this moment and what it is to talk about how are you and mean it. It's so much easier to write to-dos. It's so much easier to make bullet-pointed lists, and yet that's not what I'm here for. So being brave in business means that you have smally, smally? (laughs) It's the opposite of bigly, guys. It's smally. You have small, achievable daily goals. The smaller and the more achievable, the better. You have as much lead time as possible for your clients, for your products, for your services, and you let people know when things are coming long before they're coming. You have clearly defined goals and a scope of work each month. More is not an answer. So when you can get numbers in there, you need three of those, 20 of those, 100 of those, 50 of those. When you can get numbers, you're much more likely to achieve what it is that you want. You're posting old work for new eyes to get new clients instead of writing off your old work as stupid or terrible or over. You are marketing. You're not making instead of marketing or thinking about marketing instead of marketing. And you're realizing that the solutions that work ultimately for the long term and the long haul, they're not going to come from somewhere else. They're going to come from within you, from taking in all sorts of information and then coming up with a unique blend that is you and your voice in the world. So if you'd like to be brave in business and you cannot make it to brave in person, I have three coaching clients available for March and for May. You can head to kristenkelp.com slash dominatrix because it's called dominatrixing. I tell you what to do in what order to get from where you are to where you'd like to be. And we discuss where you are and where you'd like to be and I help you get there. And if you are feeling the challenge and you would like a reason to visit the beach and Laguna Beach, specifically in California, Brave is going down on April 11th and 12th. Early bird pricing is ending soon. You can come for 69 bucks down, and that is at kristenkelp.com slash brave. May you be as brave as humanly possible in business. May you find ways to answer the question, the deeply unsettling question of our time, how are you? May you find ways to answer that with joy, and may you fight for the joy of being in business and being able to do your work on a daily basis. May you know the absolute delight of paying all your bills and making all your income by doing exactly what you want to do. May you stay on that marketing game because it's fucking challenging. And may you find the solutions that work best for you, for your life, and for your business. 
Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time. And again, that's kristenkelp.com slash dominatrix if you want one-on-one coaching with me. And uh, kristenkelp.com slash brave if you want to head to the Brave event in Laguna Beach this April. I will see you soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.